You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. Hey guys, welcome to CarCast. Uh, we're going to have a good show. We're going to speak to Matt Hagen, uh, NHRA Funny Car Champion, just won this past weekend, and uh, he's going to be calling in from the farm back home. He's already back home working uh, working away. Before we get started, a word from our friends at Madison Reed Mister. Uh, maybe you're working from home like we are, or, or Zooming in, and uh, you know, you're you're staring at your screen, you're looking at your coworkers, you're looking at yourself, and you're thinking, eh, I got a little bit of gray hair there. I'm thinking about coloring it. Well, you're not alone. Madison Reed, Madison Reed Mister, it's gray blending, natural looking color for your hair and beard. And you know, I saw the before and after shots. It looks great. There's no shoe polish look. It's very natural. So maybe you just want a little more pepper and a little less salt. Well, Madison Reed Mister makes it easy to find your color match on their website. It's quick and easy. You just apply a little bit of the gel to your dry hair. Then you apply the activator. You wait about 10 minutes, no problem. Then you rinse and shampoo. It's uh, Plus, they'll, uh, they'll deliver right to your door. So just go to madisonreadmister.com. That's madisonreadmr.com. And use the code ADAM10. For 10% off plus free shipping on your first box. Again, it's Adam, it's MadisonReadMister.com and the code is Adam10. Hello, welcome to CarCast. I'm Matt the Motorator DeAndre here with Bill Goldberg. How you doing? I'm daydreaming. I feel like I'm in the backseat of my grandmother's 62 T-Bird <laughs> with Leno driving with that. With the, going on, not not the same exhaust note by any stretch of imagination, but I don't know why that. Just something back. about it, something about the song. I see you're working on the old Santa Claus beard there. Yeah, how'd you know? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think we teased it last week a little bit. I was like, you're like, it's so itchy. <laughs> it sucks. God, it um, wakes me up in the middle of the night. I mean, bigger problems obviously in the world going on right now, and but uh, yeah, you know, yeah. What a pain in the ass. Well. Let's uh, let's put politics aside. We'll talk about some car stuff. Um, uh, interesting things happening in the car world, and we've got uh, uh, we've got a guest coming on our show. We got our friend Matt Hagen, current NHRA Funny Car Champion, just won this. Week. Finally, yeah. somebody who understands my dilemma when getting in a sports car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was just gonna say, yeah, he's uh, he's a bit yoked. That dude, uh, love that guy. So we're gonna chat with him in a little while uh, as well. Before we get started, let me just hit this uh, this plug for Dodge. We all know that Dodge means horsepower and muscle, but did you know that JD Power just ranked Dodge number one for initial quality? And J.D. Power also named Dodge the automotive company with the best driver appeal for mass markets. So there's never been a better time now to join the Brotherhood of Muscle. See your local Dodge dealer today or visit Dodge.com. Quick little... Quick little gripe. When did when did the car rental companies become so lazy? And by the way, this is pre-COVID, but... A long time ago. I, when I, they started automating things, that's when they got really lazy. Uh, listen, you have one product, the car. I mean, I get the customer, but one product, the car. And we can't maintain any of these cars with any sense of pride at all. I can't tell you the last time I rented the car, and I rent a lot, okay, uh, that had a – I. in years, I've never been get, gotten a car with a full tank of gas. All right. Now, most of the time, it's barely 
got anything in it. So instead of getting in your rental and going where you need to go, they're like, oh, you got to stop. You got to get gas first. Then you use it for your rental period. And then you top it off again on the way back to, to at least bring it up to where it was before. Bogus. So now you got to do it twice. So, uh, And if you don't, by the way, it's $115 a gallon. Oh, my God. It's just like, so now they don't want to rent you cars with gas in it. I don't know how that works. And then... I don't I don't know. So they, they're constantly just empty on fuel. And the last couple of cars I rented were dangerously low tire pressures in the I mean, just like I, I'm just driving and warm tires, warm tires with 22 pounds. So I have to stop and put air in the tires now. So like, come on, guys. Like, you know, when they wipe it down and they hit it with the washer, by the way, we, you know, they don't dry it or anything. They just hit it with the pressure washer real quick. And now they do this wipe down to sanitize. You don't think to even just look at the tires. If it has 20 pounds, you could see that it's low. You don't even They're need to throw a gauge people. on it. They're I, not car people. They don't know. Come on, they guys. They their asses from a hole in the ground. Let's be honest. Right. But if this was, I don't know, if this was just a, a, a value add for some other company, if it was a hotel and, and you know, uh, there was some issue with, you know, delivering baggage or, or you know, uh, uh, food closed a little bit early because of maintenance, that's one thing. But the product there is the hospitality. It's the hotel room. It's, you know, Not well, well this is this is the one product. This is the car. You know, this is no. this is I don't know. Come on, guys. Let's step. Is it up. across the board or is it one company? Yeah, I, I, I've, I've always used one company, um, uh, and I, it doesn't make a difference. I don't know how many companies are left. It's, I use Enterprise. I'm part of their program. You know, well, like, that's your gripe. Is switch companies, give it, somebody else a chance. I, I, I guess I should. I've accumulated all these points over the years. I don't know what to do with. I, I have well, so you can the, get you know uh, uh, like a free what, toll, like a free, you know, yeah, right, <laughs> like a free ridiculous. upgrade or or, or something like that. Everybody there Branch is super out. nice. Right. It just and here's the thing is they do the follow up call or the, the survey. They're like, hey, was everybody you spoke to really nice? Yes, they were. But they never ask you about the car. <laughs> right. I was like, yeah, I got gripes about the car. And uh, anyway, that's that's enough about that. So, you know, I sold the M3 and been driving the truck but haven't had a backup car to drive when I'm doing work on the truck. And we knew at some point I was going to take the engine out of the truck. And so now we're starting to think, I don't know, I should buy something modern, reliable, with a warranty. And, uh, uh, and I was All those like, things you've never had. Yeah, yeah, something, something <laughs> safe and reliable. Uh, and by the way, the, the, the truck is in the shop again anyway, hence the rental car. <laughs> And you uh, sideswiped by a scooter. Well, I I did. There's a dent in it. But that's not why it's it's in the shop getting fixed. We'll address that next. Um, the that power steering hose came off again, and it's not the crimp. The guys who made the hose uh, did a good job. It's not that. It's when we did the modifications to the steering and we valved it to a little bit more feedback, a little bit more performance. I, the stock power steering pump can't handle it. And that's what seems to be happening. So now, or, or the power steering pump is 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 broken or seized or whatever. Because I noticed the truck trying, it's starting to run poorly before it blows that hose. So I'm thinking it's putting so much tension or or, or drag on that power steering pump that it's actually dragging down the engine a little bit. So we need to look at now. Of course, 
here's the problem. That's the stock engine and the stock power steering pump. So how much time and money am I going to throw at fixing that just to drive it around <laughs> when I'm going to take the engine out and, you know, I don't know, over the when holidays or something. When are you taking the engine out? When are you I, taking it out? I, I think over the holidays I'm going to, I'm going to build, finish building the engine, right? I got the short block. I got a, I, I got the cam custom made. It's on the way. They're, they're grinding the cam for me. I, if you saw my social media, I just got the fuel injection in. I just got the fuel injectors in. Uh, so, you know, I, I have to finish building the engine and I need to, you know, I just need a day or two or a weekend or a couple days to, to do Didn't it. Didn't this conversation start out with you considering purchasing something new, reliable? Was there a reason <laughs> for that? Was it, was it maybe that you should, you should save a little bit of money and go and put that truck on the side right now, get something reliable that you can drive, forget about the truck for a little while. Don't waste the money on repairing it right now. Waste the money. No. Invest the money. <laughs> yeah. Don't waste the money. Invest the money properly when you put the new engine. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. Or so, is that not fun? Is that uh, not, there's not well, enough drama. I certainly, certainly it changes the storytelling of the show. <laughs> okay. uh, but so, well, for the for the for the listeners' sake, then the hell with what I just said. Right. Okay. So um, I don't know. So we're gonna get to the to to the truck of course it's still it's going to be ongoing obviously we're doing that and i'm going to take my time getting that engine together photographing it documenting it putting it out there telling stories about it that's what we you know what we're here for so i started looking around going i gotta find something i'm gonna find something that's uh easy to, to drive maybe even an suv or small suv or something like that or a nice sedan something with some room in it something with an automatic transmission uh, it, something that's not too low to the ground so I can get in and out of driveways. And, uh, and, and, you know, I started looking around. It's like, you know, I've driven so many wonderful SUVs from the Acuras and the Infinities and the Lincolns and the, you know, and Ford Explorer and, and, and Lexus. And it's like, you know, all these, all, all, every one of these would be fine. You know, cars are generally just good these days, right? We're, you know, for the most part, they all just seem to work. And then every time – you guys can't see it, but every time I click on my phone, my, uh, my wallpaper here on my phone is the new Ford Mustang Mach 1, <laughs> which, which doesn't check any of those boxes. Low to the ground, minimal backseat, manual transmission, uh, blah, blah, blah. You only live once. So I, I bump into my buddy, uh, uh, Steve McCord. We're, we're chatting for a second. I go, hey, Steve, I'm just curious. What's going on with the new Mach 1? You know, the, you can't – you know, we did a report here that the order books were out. Um, and, and I didn't know if there was like a crazy process to do it or you just got to wait for their on dealer showrooms. Or I didn't know how unique or special or limited the car was. And he how said – well, he said, hey, we're getting calls for them all the time. Everybody wants them. We already talked, bang for the buck, you know, 50, 52 grand. Uh, you're getting like all of the suspension and performance and aero from the GT500 and the GT350, mm-hmm. and but you're getting the 480 horsepower. And it, you know, it's like the better version of the Mustang Bullet that we love. And the clincher was, I think last week, I said the difference between the Mustang Bullet and the Mach 1 is the Mach 1 has the upgraded Tremec six-speed transmission, mm-hmm. right? Far more durable, right? Far more durable. Absolutely. So McCord said, uh, he said, we get calls for these all the time. 
everybody wants one. Obviously, they're a huge dealer. Uh, they've got tons of Mustang clients. And uh, he said, nah. he's like, you've got you to gotta talk to Ford. Ford's only doing a very small allocation for the first run or two, maybe a couple hundred cars. And uh, he said, so uh, I don't know. Good luck. Um, and, and I said, well, I don't if I can't do it through you, I could try to reach out to Ford. Let me just tell them that you and I spoke. So you would be the dealer assigned to it. Right. You and I've been down the road. You got to pick a dealer, you know, and, and whatever. But there wasn't any formal announcement like you have to apply for the card. This isn't a, a, a Ford GT. You know, I, I don't need to write an essay to do a whole thing. Um, but I, I don't know. I just, uh, I, I felt like kind of doing that anyway. I, I sitting watching the hectic elections, uh, at night and I go, forget it. I'm not going to do that. I put on Ronin, which is a great movie, by the way, Robert De Niro, great sound, great sound, great, uh, car chases. Car chases. So I'm watching Ronin and I'm firing up an email to, uh, a friends at, at Ford and I go, Hey, you know, I'm curious on the Mach 1, and I heard there was a list, and and, uh, and I go, I don't know if it means anything, but here's a few credentials. You know, I have this Mustang Cobra, and I have the Lightning, we do a show, and, and we've done these documentaries, we work with Ford here, we work for Ford there, and we, you know, race cars with Jim Farley, your CEO, maybe that moves me on a list, does it even get me on a list? And he writes back, and he goes... Uh, hey Matt, thanks. Yes, we're aware of your credentials. <laughs> I said, all right, thanks, and uh, and that's it. That was literally last night. As we're recording this, I just hit that out last night, and then you know, early this morning, eight thirty this morning, Steve McCord calls me back and he goes, uh, I don't know what you were doing last night, but uh, I, I I got a I got a I got a call from Ford this morning. I got an allocation for you. Saying, uh, saying, uh, what do you, what do you think? Should we give this guy one of the cars? <laughs> and, and Steve being Steve, he's such a great dude. He was like, yeah, I, I, I think we should. So I haven't heard anything official, but now it's looking like I could get a Mach one. Um, so now there's sort of two things is, uh, I have to figure out how to pay for it. <laughs> that's that's the, one. That's the first thing. So let me let me work on that. And then the next thing is is I don't know if this solves my problem of sort of the everyday driver, uh, you know, uh, issue. But warranty. But it is new. It is warranty. It is new. And I don't have to get it and cut it all up. Like I can just get it and drive it. Please and don't. Be, be, just get it and drive be, the damn be, thing. Be nice with it. And uh, at at the very least, it wouldn't be terrible to get one of these. And I don't know what the time frame is because there's, like I said, small allocations. They're sort of the round one of a few hundred cars, which could be this year. And then the next round couldn't be till spring next year. So I don't know if if that even solves my timing issue or not. But uh, but if I could get one, I could drive it and work on the truck and not worry about it and stop calling AAA and saying getting a flatbed over here, which has happened a few times already, and uh, and and solve solve that problem. And then when the you know when the truck is done, or at least as I'm driving it and working out the bugs, anything this modified, you want to work out the bugs. 
at least I don't have to uh, call up Enterprise and go, hey, can you rent me a car with air in the tires and fuel in the tank? And fuel, please. <laughs> and, uh, and, and we can work out a deal. By the way, all these uh, car rental companies, they're all starving because they've lost all their business, no travel, and it's all travel business. They're just losing hundreds of millions of dollars. So when I you know, call them up and I go, hey, you know, a member, just want to see if you get that weekend promotion. They go, <laughs> we don't do exactly. promotions anymore. Yeah. <laughs> We're starving for cash. We need cash. We can't do that. But uh, anyway, that's that's what's been happening the past few days. So um, I don't, I I don't know, maybe I get a Ford Mach 1 um, or if uh, it sounds like maybe you've already committed to one. Well, well, we'll see. I haven't signed any paperwork or anything like that. But then no, but again, do you want to make guys like that jump through jump through hoops and back out? They may the hoop may not be there next time. Yeah, no. If if I can get one, then I'm going to try to get one for sure. Unless somebody listening here has a better offer, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't. I think that's a, the easiest, the quickest way to get off the list for next time is to s- to sell your slot on the list now. Uh, but uh, anyway, so. That's what's going on. We've got a little bit of car news. We've got a few minutes before uh, Matt Hagen joins us. But let me tell you guys about uh, Avery Dennison. You know, back in the day, Henry Ford said you can never have – you can have any car you want in any color as long as it's black. Well, good things times have changed because now you can have any color, finish, and texture you want with Avery Dennison's Supreme Wrapping Film. Can you imagine a Model T with a color-shifting change wrap? Well, that definitely would turn heads. Oh, I think of the Mystic Chrome Mustang Cobra. It was like 03, 04, that shifting color. Oh, yeah. It's kind of a purple-green. Purple. Uh, I remember it's the like purple. It's like purplish-green. Uh, it's yeah. mostly purple. It shades to like green and kind of a goldish in, in it. Uh, kind of interesting. Well, visit Avery. Visit AveryDennison.com slash color to try their car wrap visualizer and see how you can make your car stand out. That's AveryDennison.com slash color. Uh, all right. So before we um, – just a little bit of follow-up on, uh, on the, uh, the Shelby, the SSC Tourtara <laughs> news. Uh, I think that's something that, that needs to be addressed. So what happened was is they did that top speed run – and did the whatever it was, 331 miles an hour. And then uh, many people, three, I think three people uh, started questioning the video. And then it sort of snowballed from there. But there was three people initially that, I don't know if they got together or kind of did it on their own, but they called out SSE and said, uh, there's some discrepancies in the video and how you're filming it and different uh, d- different mile an hours are popping up on the GPS that we can notice in the background. And, and you know, th- th- we don't think this is really happening. You guys need to, to explain yourselves. And fair enough. It's fine. Like if you're going to put something out there to the public and especially claim a world record of some sort – you're going to get scrutinized. And if you don't want to get scrutinized, don't go out and set a record and don't put it out there publicly. So uh, uh, it's it's been interesting, um, all the news around that. And then so Jared, the uh, the president of the company or the owner of SSC said, 
uh, first of all, I, I thought he was very reasonable. He put a f- video out there and he said, hey, we understand there's some discrepancies in the video. It could have been an editing thing, could have been flaws. And it goes, but you know, we, we stand behind our number. So what we would like to do is, first of all, thank you for scrutinizing the film. I think it was fair to do that. And he said, we're going to run the car again, and we're going to run multiple redundancies here, if that makes sense. (laughs) They're going to have redundancies, uh, multiple GPS, different companies, different manufacturers, different hardware, uh, and and they're going to run the car again. And they've even taken the three people that scrutinized the film initially – he said, and he said, I want you guys to be there. You're more than welcome. We'd love to have you. Please, and, and do what you want to do to, uh, to, to help verify this. You want to put a camera in, the, you know, like, let's all participate in this because I think the car can do it. Right. And by the way, I spoke to Tom Nelson, the engine builder, and, you know, he was like, I, I think the car can do it. I think the car did do it. He goes, it's a shame that it, it, it's going to get sort of, pulled apart in in the online world you know sort of taken apart but again you you put it out there you want it to be scrutinized so they're going to run the car again they they want to do it fairly soon and uh and that's it that's like that's kind of what you expect them to do have them go hey we understand and he goes i here's the wrong thing the wrong thing would have been guys we did it the video's fine. GPS is fine, you know, because you're never going to get a real answer, right? So have them just say, let's do it again and let's record it better. Now, he he, he alluded to a, an interesting point, which I give him credit for, which is we build cars and, you know, we're a small company. We build cars. We're trying to set a record with a car that we build. We're not a production company. We're not a, you know, a world record, you know, timing, official timing, whatever. You know, so that part we screwed up, right? We should have paid more attention to how we should record it, how we should film it, what redundancies we should have. So we're going to do it better this time. And he's invited. He's trying to get on the phone with the manufacturers who make the equipment and invite them there. Say, send a representative down. I want to know that the equipment is working before and after the run, right? But don't take my word for it. I want the companies who make the equipment to be there to do it. So that part is good. My suggestion is he calls our buddy Chris Jacobs and gets Discovery to do a live feed there, right? I think it's much more entertaining than some dude getting eaten by an anaconda live on television, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, I, I, like, do it on I, the Instagram live. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, just do it live. Stream it live. Put all those other things in place. Put your redundancies in there. Have your other your influencers that called you out before. Have everybody there be a part of the program and uh, and and see how it goes. It's not going to be super smooth because as you do it live, there's no real like production value. There's no like editing. Hey, let's cut to Goldberg in the booth and let's cut to you know uh, you know Travis Pastrana getting ready to you know his hyped up to do his jump. You exactly. know, it's not there's not all you know camera guys and a director and a booth and the whole thing. It's like it's shot live. You get one guy out there with the camera or the phone and he's yeah. screaming, or you know, or you get two or something for redundancy and and yeah. do it. So anyway, I, I commend them on wanting to do it again. I think uh, I, uh, listen, I already I think that holds water because 
No question. Because if he didn't believe his car was going to do it, he would have danced around the video and not said, forget it. Let's just do it again. Right. Yep. So I think the car has the potential to do it. Honestly, I I think, you know, look, I, I know he needs to do an apples to apples comparison. Uh, but I don't know that I would have done it on the Nevada robe, the Pahrump or whatever, wherever they are. It's like, let's, let's get, let's get you on a track and let's, Please. yeah, but I would have, I, I, I would have suggest- requested that if I was driving. Yeah. yeah I, I, I mean, at this point I would hire three, you know, uh, a street cleaner machines and just have it go down that. Listen, when we did, um, I don't know if you, you did the event, but I did that Spectre three, four, one challenge years ago. No, I didn't uh, and it was all, th- you know, 21 turns, something five point something miles, you know, just through the canyons. They closed it all off. They had timers at the front and the end, and they had mm-hmm. camera guys and some safety workers and all this stuff there. But people still died doing that. But I, I remember a bunch of us going out there and the corner workers. They're all just out there for five miles with push brooms, just cleaning the road, you know, just do whatever you can. Do what you got to yeah, do. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a, you know, there's a, an effort, a manual effort, but a small price to pay for, you know, oh for, my God, for, for safety. Yeah. For 40 people running up and down this, this curvy highway for two days, you know? So, uh, I, I, I guess that's kind of what's going on. So anyway, we've got that going on. Uh, which will be interesting. Next up is uh, is you know Ford came out with this um, this new gas engine for their truck, seven point three liter uh, engine, this crazy motor that's some um, I don't know four hundred and fifty horsepower, seven point three liter, making big power. And a lot of the aftermarket is embracing that. Ford already has it in their aftermarket catalog, their Ford Performance catalog. Um, uh, uh, people are testing it. They're building it. They're supercharging it. They're turboing it. They're just doing what they can on these crate engines and stuff to see if that could be the next big phase of crate engines. But then Ford, uh, somehow some rumor leaked, I think, out of one of the plants in Canada of uh, of possibly a 6.8 liter, 415 cubic inch engine, which uh, – which could be interesting. It could power the next version of the Mustang. We'll get away from the five liter and go to and. to to this as a naturally aspirated platform. Now, of course, when you're getting into that displacement, I imagine there's things like cylinder shut off and and you know how do you make it fairly fuel efficient, right? Especially if this is a a base GT engine. If this is, you know, the Mustang GT engine, because if we continue to do things like GT500s and stuff, it stands to reason those will go in the way of supercharging or turbocharging or or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, Corvette's doing the same thing, naturally aspirated, and then we've got a hotter naturally aspirated, then we've got a potentially a supercharged or turbocharged version. Uh, you know, Dodge, same thing, the naturally aspirated, the Hemis, the supercharged Hemis. So and it's kind of interesting that uh, – that, that, uh, there could be another Ford V8 engine, and we assume V8. It could be V10, but I think it's going to be V8. Uh, kind of interesting. But it also brings up an interesting point because uh, because the other engine, the 7.3, I think it's 7.3. It could be 7.2, but I think it's 7.3, is in the Ford catalog. And the SEMA show is supposed to be happening right now. Right now. And the SEMA show that uh, – 
that we're not at <laughs> is is online. It's virtual. It's called SEMA 360. Similar deal. You still get your credentials. You get your media passes, and then you log in, and you look at some presentations. And I don't know. It, it's kind of interesting. Uh, there's I scrolled through pretty much the entire list of new products. And uh, the, the, you know, the high-level view is this. Um, as we'd expect, off-road seems to be off the charts with the popularity of new Jeeps coming out and Gladiator and Raptor oh, and now TRX uh, coming out and just what it's done for sales, for truck sales, for off-road sales. Oh, God, yeah. uh, it really seems like there's either a boom in that or the aftermarket companies are starting to recognize that um, people are interested in that again I didn't see a lot in the hot rod world, you know, that that hot rod alley, that main central hall. As far as the new products, yeah, there is some cool stuff. Uh, the coolest things I've seen are definitely on uh, the suspension side. Um, I had a particular interest. I was looking for something. You know what I was looking for? I was looking for the aftermarket to come out with an electronic adjustable shock or coilover shock. I'm looking for basically like MagnaRide in the aftermarket and still have not seen that. And now I've seen tons of adjustable shocks and adjustable on the rebound, adjustable on the compression and multiple levels, multiple levels of it. Uh, in the off-road world, Bill Stein came out with an off-road coilover shock that essentially has like three pistons in one. So there's one piston in the oil going up and down, but then it has like, Almost like a a compression bump stop at the bottom and at the top, so it 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 does sort of give you a variable rate, but more mechanically than electronically. And what it does is is as, as you're you know high speed, you're getting your truck up in the air, and then actually very very famously that's come out is uh, our friend Sean Holman over at uh, the the Truck Show podcast did the TRX drive, and on that drive. Uh, on that closed course, they were jumping it. And when they jump it and they land, you kind of hear that bang. And that mm-hmm. bang is the the shocks are compressing as they should, absorbing as much as they can, but then it hits the bump stop. And the bump stop mm-hmm. is just sort of a rubber uh, a, you know, stop. And that does actually contribute to some more compression. So it, it's a little loud, but it hits that bump stop. So mm-hmm. Bill Stein is doing sort of a version of that inside the shock. You still have your your bump stop on the truck, mm-hmm. but this is a more controlled version of that. Anyway, I thought that was kind of an interesting piece. Uh, QA1 had uh, uh, their new Mod 3 shocks that are fully adjustable. It's got big two big dials on it that you can see. You don't need to get in there with the little tiny screwdriver that you fix your glasses with or uh, get in there with the tiny, tiny Allen head wrench. That I can't yeah, get yeah. to anyway. Yeah, right. So so they got two big knobs with clicks on them and nice numbers. And then you can, you can replace pieces without taking the shock apart so you can change the valving and stuff on it. So uh, nice. moving in that direction is kind of cool. Lots of truck parts. Um, you know, last last week we spoke about the the donut door on the Ford Bronco will not come from the factory. But sure enough, in the new parts showcase at SEMA is not exactly that door, but a full tubular door, right? Straight from the factory. It's in the Ford Performance Parts catalog. And it is basically just like, um, you know, it's just a tube frame, you know, sort of tube 
you know, like two bent, you know, like roll barish type of door. Yeah. It has a, you know, a piece of metal on it. it says Bronco. It looks like it's just powder coated in a black texture and it's an easy just slap it on there. It's not yeah. the, the fancy one with the painted with the hole in it, but I'm sure you're going to see that come out eventually. But uh, that's there as well. Uh, so lots of cool things. Um, I saw lots of superchargers uh, coming out. By the way, superchargers for like Nissan Titan and Armada and uh, uh, and and uh, the the small Subarus. Um, I'm seeing it for uh, a bunch of of cars and and in the compact world as well. It's not all turbocharging and aftermarket turbocharging kits or custom kits. I'm seeing a lot in in uh, the supercharging world. Uh, excuse me. And then um, I saw a number from Edelbrock, a number of superchargers from Edelbrock. And I like this idea. I think they had a couple of Hemi kits. It is a supercharger top end kit. So you get the supercharger, mm-hmm. but with a, a new cam, a new camshaft and a couple of other pieces. So now you can build yourself sort of a top end blower ready engine, you know, and, uh, and make that, uh, make that supercharger a little more effective, right? Because how are we starting to to get more power out of the superchargers without turning up the boost? We're getting the boost up to a certain amount, certain safe amount, but we want a little bit more power, but without more, uh, let's say, compression in the engine because we have fuel restrictions, you know, octane. Mm-hmm. So they're saying, hey, well, what if we give it a little bit more cam or, or a little bit more uh, – uh, you know, lobe separation or a little bit Why more not? duration, you know, like, you know, uh, that kind of thing. So interesting that uh, it certainly makes sense for a company like Edelbrock to offer that because they do make all of those parts where Absolutely. a lot of other companies don't. So uh, I saw a lot of supercharger kits from Edelbrock. I saw a lot of supercharger kits from uh, from Magnuson. Um, and... Uh, you know, it should be kind of interesting. So we're waiting for Matt Hagen. I think Matt Hagen's trying to connect with us, Chris. And uh, let's see. I just got a note that said uh, Hagen tried connecting. Oh, here and go. Here we go. All right. So we're going to get Matt Hagen on the line. Uh, right. They can't get re- he can't get reception on this tracker. Yeah, I know. Right. Are you there? <laughs> Hello? Hey, are you guys there? Yes. I know you're a big dude, man, but you look like an emoji on my screen. There you go. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, there he is. Uh, He's in the car. You look like you're, you look like ninety percent of your shots on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> How you guys doing, man? All right, the champ is here. How you doing? <laughs> uh, doing good. Let me get a parking spot here, man. We'll get this thing knocked out, brother. <laughs> you're a tractor supply, it looks like. <laughs> I'm on the farm for sure, man. Like it's my first day back, and golly, man, be go 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 leave your business for a week, and it's just like, man, it's you know you never can get called back up. It seems like first day back, and it's just like, ah, uh, you wanna you wanna try to get it all all going again, you know. So for everybody who doesn't know, what is your other business that you're talking about right now? Yeah, so I uh, got a 3,200-acre cattle farm. Uh, we have, uh, obviously, a Hagen cattle company. Basically, what, what we do, man, is, uh, you know, direct to consumers. So the beef we raise, like, you, go, you know, you basically go on a website, uh, pick out your packages, and, and eat some of our steak, man. You know, we grow them all the way from the, kind of like the little baby factory all the way up to the plate, you know, and uh, 
do that there. We keep, I keep about 1400 head cattle on the farm and, uh, you know, and then I got a CBD business, which, uh, we got 27 folks working there and, um, you know, just trying to, you know, all of our finished good and product lines and, and growing and our genetics and greenhouses and all that kind of stuff. Keep all that, that kind of rolling and flowing. And we're just getting through, through harvest. We, we just harvested a couple hundred acres of corn and about uh, 80 acres of hemp and, you know, just trying to trying to get it all done, man, on top of driving a race car and, and try to win a championship, you know. Winning championships allows you the opportunity to do these great things, man. Isn't it cool to be able to uh, go to a job, quote unquote, and uh, have a smile on your face every day? It ain't, it ain't like working, is it? <laughs> I'm blessed, brother. I really am. I mean, it's one of those things where we, uh, you know, we get to do something that probably – 50 people in the world get an opportunity to do and that's go 330 miles an hour in under four seconds you know and uh it's it's incredible man like i tell you to be honest with you it's uh it's such a blessing to, to get up and know that i get paid to go drive a, a race car for dodge and srt man like i mean how does how does life get any better brother yeah it doesn't man so you guys had an exciting this exciting weekend i know it was a bit of a, a bit of a run for the points and uh and uh, uh, great for uh, Don Schumacher racing, by the way. Uh, had several cars in the running for points. It was almost a, a guarantee, I guess. It was a guarantee that someone on the team was gonna was gonna win. And uh, and here you are. You uh, you you definitely uh, you made it happen. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you how it really goes, man. Like <laughs> I would love to sit here and be like, you know, well, I'm cool, calm, and collect. Mr. Iceman, but dude, I was nervous. I'm gonna tell you, like, <laughs> I went out to Vegas and I ordered me one of them big old Wagyu fillets, you know, like a hundred and eighty dollars steak. And you know, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna treat myself. And then, dude, I was so nervous, I, I couldn't even choke it down. Yeah, it was awful. <laughs> it was awful, man. I was just like, man, like, why am I letting these nerves get to me? But I mean, I think like that's anything in life, you know what I mean? Like, you you want something so bad, but then I've also seen people want something so bad they push it away from themselves instead of let it come to them, right? Because you will go out there and you try to do extra, but when that extra really doesn't need to happen, it just you need to do what got you there, you know, and let it come to you, you know. So it was really hard for me to try to calm my nerves down, not to think about it too much, thinking, you know, you, you get big picture in your head, and you know, there's only so many times you get a chance to win a championship. I mean, you look at you look at Ron Caps, man, like that guy, I look up to him. I, I, he's a brother of mine. Like he, we park motorhomes beside each other. We partied together. We've raced together. We've, we've been on fire. You know what I mean? Like it just, you know, <laughs> he's one of those guys that he's a, he's a damn good driver too, you know, and it's, it's taken him 23 years to win a championship. So when you put stuff like that in perspective, these things don't come around that often. Right. And so you, when you want it so bad, you know, you want it for your team, you want it for your guys, you want it for yourself, you want it for, for just so many different reasons. Um, you let those nerves get to you. And, and, you know, I'd love to say that I, I was like, nah, there ain't no big deal, but man, it was, it was a big deal to me. You know what I mean? And I was just, I was just glad I was able to, to, to get some sleep. You know, I went, I went the night before and, and ate, ate some, uh, you know, some good food, had one drink and, and went to bed, you know what I mean? And it just kind of, I, I was like, wow, you know, you think about some of these guys in a Super Bowl and different things like that. Like, do they rest? Do they sleep before they go into the game? Do they, you know what I mean? That kind of stuff. So, nope. um, you know, if you care, you don't sleep. If you care, <laughs> you're nervous. If you're, right. if you're relaxed and you, and, you know, it just means you don't care enough. I think that, that's, that's, that's me. I mean, the fact yeah. is we can, talk, we can talk to you, I don't know, for hours, man. We've known you for a while. It's great to be able to see your success throughout the years. Caps, man, was a, a neighbor of mine out in, in Encinitas. Okay. 
and he's got to be like a, a mentor to you. But oh, I'm yeah. going to, you know, my last, my, my, my big statement to you is not only are we happy that you have the success that you have, but the fact that you're able to go out and kick ass and do what you do and be as successful as you are, but still put your success to the side and throw all the credit to your teammates. I mean, the fact is, man, it's big team, little me, you know, yeah. um, you're just a part of the puzzle. The fact is, you know, your, your life is in their hands. Every yeah. time you, you start that car and go 330 something miles an hour down that drag strip. So it's, it warms my heart. It's cool as a brother. It's cool as a Dodge brother, but it's yeah. cool as a human being to see somebody have success but throw it to where, you know, to share the Where it, where it really whatever. needs to be, man. Like, that's that's the thing. So, you know, and I'll tell you guys this, and I ain't never told nobody, but, like, you know, this COVID deal, man, my, my guys, they got they got hit on their salary. They got hit on their bonuses, you know. And, and I just didn't know of any way to, you know, to keep my guys there. You know, they don't make a whole lot of money anyway, you know, wrenching on one of these things. But, but you know, I – I gave my bonus to, to my guys, you know, four, four or five races ago. I said, you know what, guys, like, you know, if you'll stick it out with me and you guys, I know that, you know, you could go drive over the road truck and go make more money and go do something else to be more successful as far as a monetary side of things. But they all wanted to be there. They just needed something to be there for, right? You know, and so and I said, I don't know what our bonus is going to be this year, but, I, you know, I, I wanted them to have it because, like, you know, whatever I earned is, is because of them, you know what I mean? And it's just one of those things where they uh, – I think it kind of helped keep up a couple of them around when things were getting really tight. And, and uh, you know, it gave them something to work for and to drive for on top of a championship. But just knowing that, you know, hey, there's a little extra coming our way, you know what I mean, that kind of thing. So I was really happy that it worked out and I was able to do that for them. And, um, you know, it's just something that – like I said, I didn't publicize it during the whole whole deal or nothing like that, and don't need to. It just, it just. But that's the internal side of things. To what you, you know, they give, they give all. They give, you know. I've watched them sweat their their black shirts out, you know, white because they're just, you know, they're sweating and wrenching and you know and, and bleeding and you know, just it just it's incredible to watch these boys do what they do, man. And and to put a car under me that when I go up to the starting line, I'm not thinking about did somebody torque the lugs on this thing. Yeah, exactly. Is, it, is a, you know, is it going to burn a head off of it because it's got, you know, the wrong, you know, torque pressure on the cylinder heads or, you know, just, just, I just don't think about that stuff because they touch the parts and pieces and they look at stuff and they go over it and they they come in early and they, they leave late and I come in late and I leave early, you know what I mean? And it's just, those guys are really, the ones that, that, that get it done for you, man. And they're, they're the behind-the-scenes warriors, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I kind of look at it as, like, no different than a football team, right? You have you know, your quarterback, which is kind of like me. You have your coach, which is your crew chief. And those guys are our linemen, man. And those the linemen are one of the ones that, you know, like when I was playing ball, you know what I mean? Like, I would I, I would bleed for my quarterback, man. Like, I, I just loved him that much, you know what I mean? Like, But you, you know, don't get credit. Nobody – you yeah, I wasn't gonna let nobody hurt him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, that's 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 the respect that you have for him, man. You know what I mean? And, and like, that's the same kind of respect I think those boys have for me, and I have for them. And and then you know, as a team collectively, we we wanted as a whole. You know what I mean? So that I think that camaraderie, that brothership, the 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 trust. You know, trust is built; it's not given, right? Like you have mm-hmm. to earn people's trust. You know, and those. Those guys have earned my trust and I, with, with my life. You know, I trust them with my life. Exactly. Know, so, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's, it's, it's a nice uh, – it's a neat type of relationship that I don't think you get from a whole lot of things because my life is in their hands a lot of times. You know what I mean? 
every yeah, time. Yeah, and we appreciate you doing it. I'm sure your team does as well. And uh, uh, it's fantastic that, uh, you know, it, it, like you said, it, it's it's a family over there. And you go over there and you walk through the pits and you see the teams thrashing on these cars. It looks like a well-oiled machine and, and for good reason. I mean, these guys have trained. They've done this day in and day out. And, and although it looks kind of casual and fast – uh, but you can't skip over any little detail. Like you said, the smallest little no. thing can, can end up in, uh, well, and in, that's in what a catastrophe. I think this sport is so, so humbling, right? So this has been one of the most humbling sports I've ever been involved with. I played stick and ball up through college and everything else. And, you know, like, kind of like, you know, you feel like you can control the outcome sometimes when you, you know, you're like, coach, give me the ball. Let's, let's make this happen, you know. But, like, here you can do everything right. Your crew chief can make all the right calls. I can drive my, you know, drive the wheels off of it in there, man. And then my guys put it together right. But we're pushing these parts and pieces to the extreme every run, right? So you're you're still at the mercy of the parts and pieces. So even when you do your part and you show up and you have that good feeling every day and you're like, this is the day, you know, you're still you can break a, a valve spring, you can break break you know a keeper or whatever you know you have a burn ahead off of it or backside a piston or break a rod or you know what I mean. So it's just like even when you do it right, you can get it wrong, you know? So that's why this is so humbling to be out there when you turn four wind lights on and, you know, and you're just talking about winning a race, much less a championship. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about the, about the sport as a whole. I mean, certainly COVID didn't help, but uh, I don't know. There's been a lot of sort of back and forth, a little bit of a controversy what's going on with NHRA, like purses are going down and I don't know if people are showing up quite as much or if this is a political thing, if this is a management team, uh, a management issue with with uh, with NHRA, well, but you know there, there's definitely a lot it, going there. Know, is basically it's it's such it's been a very challenging year, right? Sponsorship wise, fan wise, just driving a race car, not knowing when we're going to start our season back, if we were going to start our season back, how long it was going to go, when it was going to end. We didn't know if we were ending in in Houston or Vegas or anything. I mean, and you're just you're just out there racing as hard as you can every every race to accumulate as much points because you don't know when, if they're going to add another race on or if they're going to stop now or, or what was going to happen or whether it was going to be a championship or not. And um, You know, I think – for our sponsors, I was really proud to see Dodge, SRT, Mopar, all the folks that are involved in that FCA company out there activating. You know, they're, they're like, you know what, we're going to do what it takes to, to wear the mask, to, to, you know, get the temperatures and to sign the waivers and all that other mess. But we're still going to be a part of this, you know, and I was very, very proud that we, you know, as a company, FCA um, went out there and said, you know what? We're gonna we're invested. We're gonna we're gonna see this through. We're gonna make this happen. We're gonna bring our people out. We're gonna bring our midways out, our displays. We're gonna you know entertain the folks that show up to be there. You know, and and that was something I was very proud of because you know having the fans in the stands is huge. Like to be able to to look behind you and there's a hundred people behind your pit and they're cheering for you and they're rooting you on and they're they're pumping you up for that next round. That pumps me up because I don't want to let those folks down. I don't want to let myself down. But, you know, you have 100 people behind you that are rooting for you. And, you know, they're, they're behind your pit of all the folks that are out there and they're cheering you on every round. And and so to me, fans in the stands was such a huge part of what we do out there, um, you know, because we do engage our fans so much and they do have so much access to us. It's a little different. It's really extremely tough, you know, when, um, you know, you're not allowed to really kind of be with the fans too much, you know. And I was still, man, I was still like, 
I mean, I probably got in trouble a few times, but I was still like, you know, signing, signing pistons and giving it to little kids and stuff like that. And, you know, that's to me, I, I love our big fans. Don't get me wrong. Like I love our, our grown adults, but man, when the kids come up and they, they just want a little part of that race car or a piece or a spark plug or a piston or something like that. And you just created a fan for your entire life or as long as you decide to be a driver out there. Uh, those are the things that, that like I had a hard time with COVID. Like, I'm like, you know what? I might get in trouble, but I'm going to go still make sure I take care of these little fans. You know what I mean? And that to me, that that's good juju, man. Like that, that brings good, good vibes and good emotions and good things to your life when you're, you're helping put smiles on kids' faces and change lives. And especially folks that are like less fortunate or they've had a little harder life with their, their wheelchairs or little things like that, or whatever it may be, you go out there and you make their day. That's, that's really why I think like our sport is so awesome is because I have the opportunity to go out there and change somebody's day for that day. You know what I mean? And make them have a great day, you know? So on top of get to drive a, a race car 300 miles an hour, but this season, extremely challenging but it had an old school feel to it you know it had like you know you know how we the last 10 years we basically have reset the points and you go out and you you know you got the last six races and you gotta you know everybody gets a little tiered structure of of here's your points now and here you get to start over this was like show up here's what our season might be run it you know what i mean and then you know whoever's got the most points at the end of the day you get to win it you know what i mean so it was a special year for me because it was very challenging for sponsors and the mentality of racing and not knowing and un- uncertainty of a lot of things but it was also special in the, in the fact like it was like old school racing man like it was just like show up if you got the most at the end of the the season then you get to be the champion so that was pretty cool what does NHRA need to do or what do you think needs to happen for for it to c- continue to to thrive? I mean, and not not just survive, but to thrive. What's what's the future? What needs to change or what needs to happen for NHRA to really give us another you know, 50 it, years of drag racing? It all comes down to TV packages and stuff like that. I mean, you look at uh, you know, kind of the more times we can get live, uh, people want instant right now, you know what I mean? They don't want to know, they don't want to watch it three hours later when they already figured out what happened on their phone, you know what I mean? So, you know, if we can get more live races, more, you know, real time stuff going on, um, you know, and just, I think really NHRA will shine because our value, it doesn't take a pile of money to go out here and sponsor a car for a full year. Don't get me wrong. It's a lot of money, but considering what it costs to run in other motorsports, uh, the value is there. So I think that you'll see as with COVID and all these other businesses taking a look at their fine lines uh, that, you know, NHRA has got a lot of bang for their buck, no different than camping world step in when coca-cola pulled out in the middle of their contract and said hey look we're not going to be a part of this you know because whatever reason uh camping world stepped in i mean they obviously saw value to our sport and what we're doing um go out there and find that in a pandemic right now it's extremely hard so i was really happy to see them come on board and still us have a place to race i don't know what's going to really kind of push us to that next level i mean our what, what, what amazes me is our sport is so extreme and so intense that, you know, it it's doesn't even compare to most motorsports. I mean, there's just nothing that even puts it on the page as far as, you know, more extreme. You know, when you're talking six, six and a half G's on a run, negative seven G's, it dumps the ground like a mini earthquake. Uh, where else can you go and do and see that? So I really think that 
we need to spend more time, you know, bringing more fans to the stands and getting more people engaged and more. Because once you go to the race, you you have a respect for it, and then you watch it on TV and you understand like, wow, how violent that is. But TV doesn't really carry you over. It does. You can't make your TV shake and fall on the floor, you know. But mm-hmm. once you get to a race, you're like, oh my gosh, like how how did I not know about this? You know what I mean? I've yet to have in the last fifteen years someone come to a race and be disappointed i've I've not had them come back and be like man i I really wish i had my money back you know everybody's like oh my goodness like where do i get tickets for next year and like we're coming you know we're bringing five other people you know so i think our sport needs more folks involved of coming out and actually seeing it firsthand and that's the same when we're pitching sponsors you know i can go and pitch in in a boardroom with a pitch deck and all the information and all the data and all that great stuff but until I can get that executive to take a Saturday and come out and spend the weekend with me, it's, it's a really hard sell. But once he gets out there, you know, I mean, it's a whole different story. They're like, wow. And they get to see the engagement and the people and, uh, you know, and just the fans and all that kind of stuff. So it, I really think for NHRA to survive, we got to we got to lower ticket sales, get more people out there and, and more people involved. And that'll create more more i guess you know excitement around the sport and more sponsors will come in and more it just i think it'll you know when we get more fans in the stands you know and start like two years ago like we were we were selling out every race we went to you know what i mean so it's just it's coming it just unfortunately the pandemic probably slowed it down a little bit right now you know you know in, in indycar we saw roger penske a team owner somebody very familiar with all sides of of the fence when it comes to running a team, owning a team, being in a car, being out of the car, understanding the politics of it. He went in and purchases the IndyCar series and uh, uh, with 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 open arms, by the way, with open arms from uh, from the other teams. And, and nobody was like, ah, it's going to be competitive. He owns a team. They're like, no, we're glad we have somebody who knows what they're doing at the helm here. And uh, uh, I'm, I'm curious on your thoughts. Does – does NHRA need something like that? Would it benefit something like that? What if there was a a, a I don't know a, a a panel or an investor team of 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 owners that that maybe stepped up to the plate and 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 try to I don't know purchase or take over or start to run NHRA? Would you like to see yeah, sort of I mean, a Penske move? I think like you have great owners like that own tracks like Bruton Smith and stuff like that, that, that really appreciate them. Their, their tracks are the, some of the best tracks that we go to, you know, between Las Vegas and Sonoma and Bristol and Charlotte and, you know, some of the, the elite tracks, you know, like that. And you're going to have to have someone like Bruton that comes in and says, Hey, this is what we need to do. And this is how we're going to structure it. And this is the, the, you know, the, the money we're going to spend in advertising and marketing and all that kind of stuff. I think the, the thing that hurts NHRA is that it's expensive to do it, right? You know what I mean? Like it just, it's, it's, uh, most of the folks that come out to watch a drag race, they've saved up all, all year long for their tickets. They're camping out, they're doing this. And it's, so it's, uh, uh, we need to make it more affordable and we got to get the kids there, right? So that's to me, like if, like, my, I have four kids, you know, and anywhere from two years old all the way up to 14 years old. And, and, where, where they decide to go, that's where I go because they're like, hey, let's go. If they want to do monster trucks or drag boats or, you know, circle track or whatever it may be, whatever those kids are sold on, like, that's where we end up going, you know, and then I'm buying the, the T-shirts and the cotton candy and the drinks and the hot dogs and the, you know, but it's it's getting these younger kids, you know, to go like, hey, mom, I want you to take take me out here to the sport um, and, and check this out. So we got to find a way as, as NHRA to bring on the younger crowd to do that, but also the millennial 
millennials uh, we need to make this a party out here too you know what i mean like everybody's attention span is very small so you know they want to watch you know some drag racing for 30 minutes and then they want to go back and, and kind of have like a party you know what i mean and drink beer and enjoy themselves and you know that kind of stuff too so we need to have some areas like that as well and have some live music going and different things like that but i don't know the real answer all i know is that i'm i'm really glad that our sport is continuing in such a trying time uh for our country for for you know sponsors for businesses for just people in general and we got to go out here and race 11 races in a in a pandemic that you know i wasn't really even sure uh that was going to happen i mean all the way up until the, the week before you know force basically said hey i'm not going to be there and, and you watch you're like well this is going to crumble apart and it didn't and you know so we were still out here racing and uh, a lot of a lot of unknowns and a lot of variables so if our sport can survive it this year i think it can survive many years to come uh, well, I, I, I couldn't agree more. So I think you guys are doing a fantastic job. We're kind of running out of time here. But uh, uh, thank you so much. And, and uh, congratulations on the championship. The entire team performed well. Uh, everyone at Don Schumacher Racing and, and your team uh, as well. And what you did for them is uh, is thank fantastic. You. So we appreciate that. Uh, enjoy enjoy the farm. Enjoy the CBD and the, and the <laughs> Goats yeah, and well, cattle. You got the- three, three, four months now, man. Like, where I got to figure out what yeah. to do and not drive a race car, right? So, I guess I got to put my big boy pants on and go to work. But uh, it's just one of those things where I want to say thank you guys to having me on the show, but thank you to your listeners, right? So, our, your listeners are the ones that go out here and buy the parts and pieces and the wool and all the stuff that that keep us going, you know what I mean? With Dodge and SRT and, um, you know, without your fans and without the NHRA fans, it's not possible for us to be there. Obviously with the purses and stuff, the way they are, uh, it takes sponsorship to do it now. So uh, the folks that support that and support our sponsors uh, really are the ones that, that, that keep us out here. So thank you to you guys. And I just wanted to say uh, to, to Dodge, SRT, um, to, to Mopar, to FCA, to all the folks that are involved. Uh, it's been a, it's been a, been an honor to, to win several championships for the for the for the brand and to be a part of that and to make those memories so uh thank you guys for your time and hopefully we can talk soon in the future thanks hey, matthew Matt. whoever was your mentor dude big ups to him because uh that's why you're doing all the good things man it's called karma yes so, sir man. yes sir thanks brother thank you see you soon good to see you guys thank all right you. see you guys uh, love that. Love that guy. He's the best. Let me just tell you real quick about Geico. Maybe you own your home or you rent your home. Either way, it can be a lot of work. But you know what's easy? It's bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. And that's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home already. Just go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Just a you good wonder, dude, right? You know, you mentioned yeah, you mentioned about the future of NASCAR. Yeah, of NASCAR, Indeed. the future of NHRA. If the future of NHRA is in the hands of drivers like Matt Hagen, they have a very bright future because that kid's well, got. But he's, that, he's got it, and that's what I'm kind of hoping for. Is is yes. we have these young, hardworking, enthusiastic, you know, sort of new era of drag racers, even though he's been doing it for a long time. We love Ron Caps. He's a friend of the show. He's been in the studio many times. He's been on the show. Uh, and we're having guys like that mentor the, the next generation of drag racing. But I don't know why Bravo. I just kind of, without knowing the politics, uh, I thought about a Roger Penske move, a 
a consortium of of maybe a few team owners, a, a force and a Schumacher and some of the big track owners coming together to maybe even start to run or purchase NHRA. Uh, you know, and, and I don't know if there's a benefit of that, but I was just thinking maybe somebody who understands the budgets and what it takes to run and, and financially what what the team and the owner should be paid. By the way, guys on his team, you understand, like they are they are not rich like the the, the no. guys, the you know, the clutch guys, the engine builders, you know, there's. You know, very famously, uh, uh, Austin Coyle, for, who worked for John Forrest for a long time, he did very well. He made a lot of money, and that was John Forrest's way of making him an overall chief to things. But you know, but that's few and far between. Yeah, these they, there's there's not a lot of money to be made. These guys do it for the passion. They're on the road all the time. They're away from their families, unless they can drag their families with them, and if there's school and and whatever. And uh, so I don't know somebody. People that understand that should be people who run the organization. And and I'm not speculating True, but, as to but who's... But the biggest part right now is what he pointed at, uh, getting young fans, right? NASCAR has got the same issue. Yeah. And, it, and until somebody figures the, out the puzzle, I, I, don't, I don't see a lot of success coming down the pipe. Well, I hopefully things will continue to to improve and to grow because it is in a, it's an exciting event to go to. Of course, pre pandemic, we you know we gave away tickets to NASCAR and Indy and NHRA. And the one yep. thing about NHRA is, I say uh, everybody should go. Like, if you have any interest in racing or anything at all, you should go to a live event at least once. You see it on TV and you hear that crazy noise, but when you're there in person. You smell it, you taste it, you feel yep. it. I mean, you're in the stands and that car goes down the drag strip. You feel it pushing on your chest. Like you cannot oh, yeah. experience that any other way other than live. So you should definitely check that out. Um, before we wrap it up, love, let me just uh, uh, give another uh, shout out to our friend Ted Dodge. Uh, you know, we've talked about this before. The Dodge really means horsepower and it means muscle. And uh, Dodge just ranked number one for initial quality by J.D. Power. And J.D. Power also named the company the best driver, driver, driver appeal for mass market. I don't know why I can't say that today. Number one in initial quality and appeal in the same year. It's the first time a domestic automotive brand has run away, ran away with both awards in the same year. It's impressive, and there's no doubt in my mind as to why these guys are crushing it. So with uh, with enough style, performance, and uh, and horsepower to make your muscle car dreams come true. Uh, you guys definitely want to uh, check them out. Check out Dodge.com. There's never been a better time to join the Brotherhood of Muscle. Visit your Dodge dealer or go to Dodge.com today. So uh, appreciate Matt coming on and uh, and everybody at Don Schumacher Racing for helping us set that up. And congratulations to the championship and a, a good safe year. And, and we talked a little bit about uh, Leah Pruitt's car just exploding and falling in half. And luckily she walked away from that. So it's exciting times, man. It's uh, What a year in NHRA. I mean, what a year everywhere, but man, it's weird deal. I'm telling you, the, the advancements and what they, those teams have invested in, in research into safety make those horrific, crazy events uh, uh, survivable. Thank God. So uh, it's it's 
it's pretty uh, it's pretty interesting to watch. If you can get out to a live event, I recommend it. Uh, Matt Hagen, by the way, is on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Matt Hagen underscore FC. It's M A T T H A G A N underscore F C for funny car. Uh, at uh, he's uh, Matt Hagen underscore FC on Twitter and Instagram. So, guys, thank you so much, and uh, we're going to wrap things up. Am I missing anything? We got everything covered. I think we're good, man. I got to go jump on my tractor. <laughs> there you go. You got to get uh, get back to work. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Until next time, uh, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. Boom. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. Guys, thanks so much for listening. Thanks for Matt Hagen for being on the show. we got an exciting show for you next week as well. And, uh, uh, we appreciate you guys uh, giving us a nice review and following us on social media. It's always uh, good to be able to chat and interact with you guys. I do appreciate that. Uh, another word from our friends at Geico. Uh, you know, maybe you own your home or you rent your home. Well, it could be a lot of work. But you know what's easy? It's bundling your policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's and renter's insurance or renter's insurance, along with your auto policy. And that's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home, and you're working and running in and out. So uh, just go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com.